0: Welcome to the Trading Raw Stories Podcast. I'm Rita Pira, the host of the most inspiring stories that you ever did hear. Back in the day when the day was back, I was known as the juicing queen. I became raw vegan overnight after watching a documentary called Food Matters. Changing what I was putting in and on my body didn't just make me lose weight and have great skin. It gave me mind clarity, more energy, and over time made me so self-aware and intuitive that I vibrate on a higher frequency and level of consciousness that's turned me into a manifesting queen. I've lived like nine lives and have amazing stories to share that may inspire you to finally leave that toxic guy you're with. Quit that miserable job you hate, start that business you've been talking about forever, and at the very least, you'll probably start saying yes more often and eat more vegetables. I'm your tell-it-like-you-need-to-hear-it-and-make-you-do-it sister from another mister. I've lived quite the life and have stories for days that have inspired women to transform their lives in real big ways. So I created this podcast to share my insane and unbelievable stories with the world to reach whoever needs to hear them. I'll bring on inspiring humans to trade stories with me, and I'll even have some live coaching sessions with listeners calling in. You're here because you were meant to find this podcast, this community, these raw stories. There are no coincidences. Everything happens for you, not to you, and I'm so glad you're here. Hello, my loves. Welcome back to another episode of the Trading Raw Stories podcast. I'm so happy you're here. This past week has been insane. I joined Clubhouse and I've been glued to it and I know everyone has been, whoever's on it. Um, It's been such a great experience. I've connected with really Big, well-known, successful entrepreneurs that have been taking me under their wings and DMing me and coming on my podcasts and all the things. So I invite you if you are on Clubhouse, add me, follow me, join the rooms that I'm in. It'll be such a good time. And I actually ended up in a room that Tyrese, yes, that Tyrese was moderating and I was called up and some people were talking about relationships and mindset and love and all the things and you know that's my jam. So I couldn't stay quiet. I chimed in and next thing you know, I was basically coaching and some women were like raising their hands saying, hey, can I ask Rita a question? Rita, can I ask you a question? And so they would ask and then I would go into telling them how if you tell me your de- the details, tell me your story, I'm able to really identify exactly where and what is blocking you, where it came from, what to dig deeper in and what we would do together if we were coaching. So then women were like, oh my gosh, can I go next? Can I go next? And I was like, you know what? If you want I have an application in my Instagram bio, you can just click the link there and fill it out and I'll give you a free coaching session. So I did that and I got flooded with messages and flooded with, with um, applications. And so if you're interested In a free coaching session with me, it's not too late. The link is there. I will reach out to you personally. So, now let's dive in. Let's talk about my guest today. It's so crazy. I'm so excited. I met him in the Shark Tank pitch room that was going on with like 3,000 people in the room. It was insane Grant Cardone, Manny Fernandez. Rob Moore, Brandon T. Adams, who's my guest. Surprise, surprise. Um, and then who else? Oh my gosh, just so many. Like, na- Think of all the biggest names and sharks and people that you would be impressed by were in that room. And it was like being a fly on the wall and learning from these masterminds, like being in a mastermind, being a fly on the wall in a mastermind, but you get to come up and actually ask questions. It was crazy, like so, so insane. So I met Brandon because I messaged him after I heard stuff that he was saying and I was like, wow, I need to hit him up. And so I took that 20 seconds of courage and I messaged him and we're going back and forth a little bit. And I was like, hey man, would you come on my podcast? And he was like, yeah, let's do it. So here he is, Brandon T. Adams. Let me tell you a little bit about him. He's an Emmy award-winning producer and host of the TV series Success in Your City. He's a podcaster, speaker, inventor, advisor, crowdfunding expert, and media expert. And he even wrote a book with his wife that goes with that TV series, and the book is called The Road to Success. So without further ado, here's Brandon T. Adams. What's up? How are you? It's good to meet you in person, Mr. Brandon T. Adams. What's yeah. the T for? What does that stand for? I didn't look that uh, up. Taylor.
1: Taylor. Taylor is my middle name.
0: Do you ever go by that?
1: Uh, no, I don't. I, I Six years ago, before I became Brandon T. Adams, I was Brandon Adams. And um, there's a poker player named Brandon Adams, and there's an actor named Brandon Adams that was in the sandlot and children under the stairs. And so I realized I needed the T to make myself different. So I became Brandon T. Adams.
0: I like it. I like it. It's fancy too. <laughs> so wait, like, yeah. which which guy was from the sandlot? I love that movie. So
1: there's <laughs> a funny story on this. So I gotta tell you this. So I was uh, I was golfing with some friends and I had a voicemail and this guy called, he left a voicemail, he said, Hey Brandon, he had part of it right. He's like, I loved you in the movie Think and Legacy, which I'm in. Yeah, And then he's like, I also, my, my family and I loved you in the Sandlot, <laughs> and I just started laughing, and I got the voice when this guy was serious. And so I Googled Brandon Adams Sandlot, and I love. by the way, favorite movie, love it. Yeah, yeah, same. And, and he's black, so I, I'm like, I called him, I'm like, just so you know, I'm white. <laughs> and I couldn't believe it, the guy was so serious, but uh, anyways, uh, yeah. <laughs> My stomach, my stomach hurts from laughing. I know, right? It's like, uh, I just couldn't believe, I was, it was so fucking funny. I had to put in on speaker and, and show my friends. I'm like, this is hilarious right now. This guy oh, thinks I'm this actor. I'm, I'm crying. On the sandlot. But I'm
0: crying. I'm literally crying. I have tears falling from my head. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I'll
1: never a, forget that story.
0: That's a good one. This is trading raw stories. So it's like, I love it. I get to learn about everyone who I'm interviewing or it's not even an interview. It's just a conversation, man. Get to know yeah. you raw and real, and stories come up and things come up that you never probably have shared on a podcast before. And like, we'll get into talking about what you're doing and all that stuff too. Like it'll just naturally come up. But I'm interested in you as the person. You know what I mean? I really want to know. Like, about you and how the hell you started from working at your dad's, like, ice company to taking it over to freaking, like, be working with all these high-profile people. You have your own media company. You have all these books. You're speaking. You're, like... How? Tell me that yeah. story. Tell me how that happened.
1: Yeah, it's 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 really weird. It's like when you put like Emmy award-winning producer and Ice Man in the same sentence. I'm probably the only person in the world that did Ice and then be created TV shows. Like <laughs> it's so random. Um, but I started uh, I started uh, in the ice business. I mean, my, my dad sold packaged ice for a living. I grew up in a small town in Garnerville, Iowa. Seven hundred people. And uh, so I sold ice for a living. I got it to see what it was like to work with people, customer relationships, and just work ethic. And then did that throughout high school. Went to college. Um, college wasn't—I uh, would let's just say I did a lot of uh, drinking, drugs, sex, and whatever you do at no, college. No,
0: come on, and, really? And- I don't believe that. <laughs> That doesn't happen. One
1: point six eight GPA my freshman year. Shut up. Um,
0: That's terrible. I, I,
1: I got kicked out of the dorms like my second semester. Um, it was it was interesting, but oh. I, my life turned around. I read this book called *Thinking Like Rich* by Napoleon Hill. Yeah. And that was like my education. I it was I thought beyond what I thought was possible. I learned about the mastermind. I learned about like specialized knowledge and all these principles. And then uh, what happened is in my last semester of college, we had for our class project, we had to come up with our own thing and pursue it. Mm. And so I had this idea to introduce a new product to the ice business called Arctic Stick. It was something to cool and flavor drinks, uh, bottled beverages specifically. And so I developed that and I ended up taking it further and got a patent, trademark, everything And so when I got to the, and this led to how I got into the TV space. So when I got to the last leg of funding, this is back in 2013, 14, I did a Kickstarter campaign. So I did a Kickstarter campaign, raised some money for the invention, took it to market. But what I learned is there was an opportunity to become the crowdfunding expert that helps people raise money. So what I did is I started going on podcast shows. I launched my own podcast show. I was going on TV. I was building my brand. And so I started, I actually, where I got my first break is I helped a guy named John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneurs on Fire raise about a half a million bucks for his book, The Freedom Journal. And so that was my first big campaign. All of a sudden, people wanted to work with me. And so I started working with, like, high-profile people, like, influential people, what do you call celebrities, whatever. And so I became known as that guy. Well, the key component to raising that money was the video. So, like, the video we created. Mm. And so I started focusing more on the production side of things. And I found out I liked being in front of the camera. So I remember I started doing some, like modeling and acting. I was like trying to get my foot in the door and, and doing these different commercials, which didn't pay much, but I learned. Yeah. And so I started with a group of people. We started Accelerate Media Group where we started producing high level video content. And then where I got my first opportunity in TV was a guy named Greg Roulette came to me and said, hey, if you help me fundraise this TV show concept I have for a show called Ambitious Adventures, I'll make you my co-host. So I said, yes, I helped raise the money. We became co-hosts. And then that was my first ever TV show. And then I did two more after that. So that's how I got into it. It was from ice business to idea invention that led to crowdfunding that led to producing video content and then TV shows and to where I am today. And and now investing and advising different companies.
0: That's seriously, that's crazy. The the thing that really gets me is that okay, I have a gazillion ideas but they a lot of them stay as ideas. So how did you yeah. have I want to say the balls to be like I'm going to learn how the hell patents work. I'm going to learn how crowdfunding works. I'm going to w- learn how t- to take my idea and turn it into an invention. Take me through that. Like how did your how did you even get yourself because of the mindset thing? Was it from the book reading the book it gave you that yeah. whole like I can do this?
1: Yeah, it was it was uh, the book talked about specialized knowledge And like, if you surround yourself with other smart people, and so you had to figure out what is your expertise and you all experts started out as a beginner. So when I saw the crowdfunding, I just started looking at different campaigns, researching and then trying different things. And then after I got enough of them under my belt, I really understood how it worked. And then I was considered the expert. Wow! And so doing that is how I got in that space. And uh, what I always did is I remember my first mentor for taking the product to market. I I knew that, hey, I gotta get a patent, trademark, all these different things. I need to find somebody that's already done it. And so my first mentor and like, I'd say coach and, and consultant that I hired was the guy who actually led me to the book Think of Rich and his name was Cactus Jack Berenger. He was known for uh, doing infomercials, he he wore a cowboy suit, it was pretty funny <laughs> just how he, he portrayed himself. how did you find but him? Uh, he came, he actually spoke at Iowa state university in my college. So as I was getting a D in my, uh, English speech class, um, we had opportunity to do extra credit by going to different speeches. And so I went to his and that led to, that literally changed my life because I, I kept in touch with him. He led me to the book and then eventually I hired him wow. and he had done a deal with Kevin Harrington and Barbara Corkin on shark tank. And so that's ultimately what got me into business with Kevin Harrington.
0: Wow. See all the dots connect. Like people don't realize that like one connection, one person that comes into your life, you can, they can open up doors for you or start you on a new path. It's like one simple, yes, 20 seconds of courage. Even me asking you to come on this podcast, like you would look at my podcast, you'd be like, looks like it's more for women. And you're kind of like helping them with their mindset and limiting beliefs and like encouraging them to change their life and all that. Like, why would I come on your podcast? Like, it doesn't make sense almost. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you why I came on. Yeah, tell me. Um, I
1: know you were, you were on the, you were on the Shark Tank pitch, was it their night? Yeah. there? In Clubhouse. There was about three. Yeah. So like it was Kevin Harrington, Brian Harrington, myself, and a bunch of other investors. And there was like 3,000 people on. So that was like so cool in terms. I had 150 DMs, by the way. Yeah. I don't know how you're managing
0: that. Like mine is flooded.
1: Everybody was pitching me. (sighs) But what happened is I, I looked at your profile and this is for everything. Like. Your presence and brand—it was just like you had the bullet points, had things that seemed to like get my attention. Like that's what I realized. Okay, that that stood out to me, and that's something that I look at. And all the people that wanted to get investment, like if they had a bad Instagram profile or something that didn't portray who they are and what they did,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: that was a deal breaker. Like I would leave right away. Yeah. So. I looked at yours and the fact that you reached out, sometimes it's just taking the initiative to reach out and take action.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's having that 20 seconds of courage. It really is. It can change your life. And people talk yeah. themselves out of things and like the whole mindset thing. See, it comes, it all comes from childhood, right? So you mentioned Iowa State. So you, you grew up in Iowa.
1: Yeah, I grew up in northeast Iowa. I,
0: yeah. I have family there. They they're in Council. We'll council Bluffs
1: yeah I know where that's at I've been there multiple times
0: I've driven through cornfields and cornfields it's fun good times
1: <laughs> yeah it's all cornfields yeah that's all it is I
0: know it's really but I used to make fun of my cousins like be like hey how's it going running through them cornfields having a good time <laughs> no offense <laughs> With, to I my mean- Iowa fans anyone from Iowa listening I love you
1: <laughs> I mean, I when we grew up, I mean, we threw parties in cornfields, literally. That's like that was hilarious. what we did.
0: Hilarious. Oh my God. That's too funny. But yeah, so you know what? I'm curious. You were in school, you were not doing well, getting D's and didn't give a shit, even in all the way through college. And you read this book and it changed your life. Like that's usually what it is. It takes one book to like completely transform your mindset, or one person comes into your life and shakes you to your core and like I don't know. Yeah. So what were your limiting beliefs? What were the things that were blocking you? What did you believe about yourself that you came to realize was not true?
1: So you don't know what you don't know, right? And so growing up in a small town, I didn't know that. never thought like, hey, I could become super wealthy or let's say do huge things or even go on TV or anything. That that was unknown to me Mm -hmm. because I didn't know. I mean, I was in this small town. I never left. Yeah. And so once I went to college and then I read this book. The book showed me, it, the things that really connect with me was like, you look at Thomas Edison, Andrew Carnegie, or all these very uh, successful people that are pioneers of whatever we have today, whether the, even Henry Ford, these people, some of them had no further than a, uh, their eighth grade education. Yeah. And so they weren't, they weren't even like the smartest people, but what they had was they had the drive to achieve something big. They believed in their self they surrounded themselves with people so like they didn't have to be the smartest guy in the room they just needed to bring the smartest people in the room and coordinate that knowledge towards a common goal and so once i realized that that changed everything for me because that made me realize that hey for one figure out what i want two keep getting better and master my craft and figuring out what my specialized knowledge is and then three surrounding myself with the right people that could help me grow and finding people that had already achieved what i wanted to achieve find a way to add value to them to have them help me get there and maybe that would be investing in them so I found the I'd call the the Willy Wonka ticket to the front of the line um, and that <laughs> really what that is is investing in like masterminds investing in mentors coaches and so that's what I did and it's it's really simple when you think about it but most people don't have the balls to do that <laughs> they don't have the the initiative to just take action and do something like that because they yeah. they they live in fear, or scared or whatever people think, and I I overcame that.
0: That's exactly what it is. It's fear and what other people worrying about what other people think, fear of judgment, fear of failure. It's, it all comes down to fear. And I overcame that, honestly, like it's been a couple of years now, a few years, I've invested in programs and coaching. I did Spirit Junkie Masterclass with Gabby Bernstein. I did Marie Forleo's B-School. I did this, just so many different programs, coaching programs. I've gotten myself in these private exclusive Facebook groups. And guess what? At the time I didn't have the money, but what did I do? I put it on a credit card. I made monthly payments. I did it. I've got skin in the game, right? Like it made it so that this is real. I'm doing this. I'm taking steps forward. But for people who are listening and they're like, oh, how do I invest in myself if I don't have the money? It's like, dude, get into debt to invest in yourself, to grow, right? Like you can't, otherwise, you'll stay exactly where you are.
1: Let me let me share a story in that. And I 100% agree with you. Uh, so when I went to get my first mentor, Cactus Beringer Behringer, his fee was, it was roughly about 10 grand up front. Wow. And then it was 500 a month. And so I didn't have the money, but I remember reading the book and I thought, I'm going to figure it out. either. You make an excuse, or you figure out a solution. Mm -hmm. So what I did is I went to family and friends, and I pitched what I was doing. I needed to get this consultant. I was going to take my product to market, and within three or four weeks, I raised ten thousand dollars. Wow! And I went and paid that mentor cash. Unbelievable! I I paid him for two and a half years, so I ended up paying him close to twenty-five grand. And I, at the time, I was twenty-one and broke out of college, but I found a way to make it work. And so there's always a way I, when people say, I I don't have the ability or whatever, I'm broke. Like that's fucking bullshit. Like either you're going to figure it out or you're going to give me an excuse. And I wasn't the person to make an excuse. So I made it happen.
0: I love that. Either figure it it out or you're going to make an excuse. That's it. That's all it comes down to. Holy shit, dude, you were 21 when you did that.
1: I was 21 years old. That
0: is amazing. As stupid as you were in college, like that's amazing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know, that's crazy. It that changed I, your life.
0: I, it literally changed it your life.
1: Wow. That was 10 years ago.
0: Yeah. Unbelievable. That's amazing. So, I'll, let me tell you a story. So, yesterday I went out and met someone for lunch. And we're talking and then I'm feeling like the conversation kind of shifted to me coaching. I'm always freaking coaching. Like I'm always finding the thing that's blocking people in any conversation that I'm having with someone. And I'm telling them, hey, this is the thing you need to do. This is the thing that's blocking you. Like I'm showing it to you. Now do something about it. Right. And then we're talking about it and it comes down to fear, fear of failure, fear of trying and then it not working out. It's like, here's the thing. If you don't even try, you've already failed because that yeah. thing is impossible to happen whether you like if you don't try. So I he's all he's got a great job working for Sony doing all these things he's comfortable. People like to stay in their comfort zone, right? Yeah. It's so it's like do you really want that to be your life for the rest of your life? And he has this big passion that's like something's tugging at your heart. Something keeps telling you nudging you this is not this is not it. There's more for me. And you know what that is for you, and you're staying there. You're staying in your comfort zone out of fear. But it's like, okay, so then what is the thing you love? And he told me music. He wants to make music and this and and that. He's wanted to buy a piano or a keyboard or whatever. And I'm like, so go buy it. He's like, no, I don't want to spend the money on it. I'm like, but if you don't, then you never ever will even get know. to it, right? So then I drove his ass to Guitar Center. I said, you're buying it right now. And he did. And now he's over there in his apartment making music. And then he's like, I don't I have time. It. He's like, this is gonna take time away from my work. I'm like, you are not supposed to work 24 hours at your job. He's like, but it takes so much time. I'm like, set boundaries. You need time in your own life to bring joy into it. Like, what's the point? Why are you here to work a job and pay bills? Like."
1: People like there's so many people like that and they, they're in the comfort zone and they fear that they, they it might not work out if they try something. But I, I would tell them to fear regret. Yes. Because what if one day they wake up and they're like, I regret not doing that. Exactly. And so I never wanted to be that person. And so I'm always putting myself out of my comfort zone and, and whatever I, I – really want to do i go do it otherwise i'm gonna wake up one day be like i should have did that i don't want to be that person
0: yeah same here man i heard um i don't remember where it was or who said it to me first but it was like the number one regret of the of the dying is or no the number one fear of the dying is regret like or they're laying on their deathbed and they're like shit like i didn't do this or that because i was worried about what so and so would think they're not even alive anymore like i didn't live my life because of what people are gonna think like Forget it. Fuck that shit. Like, who cares what people have to say? And gotta be selfish. Yes. And Brandon, seriously, like this year, I seriously have transformed. Like the girl that the woman, excuse me, the woman that you see on the Instagram thing, like that has transformed 75 times in the last six months. And it is what it is right now. Because I finally was like, you know what? In October, I'm doing my podcast. I've been talking about it for years. I'm freaking doing it. And I don't care what anyone thinks. I don't care what anyone says. It's going to nag me and bug me forever. And I could look back and be like, when I first had the idea, where would I be right now if I had done it? And that is like, I don't want to end up on my deathbed going, damn, I lived my life to please my mom, to please my culture. It's been deeply rooted, programmed in me to worry about what people think. And that shit is the number one thing that does not serve you.
1: No, it doesn't. And kudos to you for taking action and doing this. I and mean, I looked in your site and you got quite a few episodes you already got out and amazing.
0: Dude, I have like 10 at least that are recorded with people like Nancy Levin, Molly Patrick, and I have, oh my God, like I'm backed up on the editing. And these are people in my space, right? Like the spiritual, whatever kind of um, mm-hmm. self-development, self-help kind of people, and then plant-based people. And so- it's oh oh my god and I have scheduled for this month just from freaking clubhouse alone I'm booked this entire month there's like no room for anything other than podcasting <laughs> That's a good problem to have I know I need help with editing and I want actually to talk to you about um getting some videos going like that's what I am missing I need to be out there my presence my energy my aura my personality people are like you need to have videos you need to create video content be out there and my goal is ultimately to start speaking like I taught public speaking at the college level and I was an MC on Vans Warped or I'm all like on the mic and I love karaoke and I can't sing for shit like I'm on stages I love it so if you can be my mentor like let's do this I want you to help me with videos I want you to help me with like getting on stages. I even have an idea for a TV show. Like I'm telling you, I have a gazillion brilliant ideas that are not happening because I'm one person and I can only do so much and I have a day job. So like, what's
1: well, <laughs> So having the question of finding mentors and those kind of things as a start, you know, and I love your energy, your presence. You have this charismatic, it kind of reminds me like me in terms of how you charismatic, like you're just, you're there, you know, And it's excitement and saying the things that you think, which I do too. Sometimes that gets me in trouble, but (laughs) (laughs) um, that that makes, that's great. I mean, I can see why you're a great MC and and also speaker and all these things. And it's just taking that and tweaking it in a way so you can cater it towards a certain audience and finding the value proposition where you get paid to speak or you you create your own show or whatever it is you want to do.
0: Yeah. You know, what's really funny is when you, um, when you're talking about like, starting out and having this idea and then turning this invention. Like I have an invention idea that will turn this freaking country's healthcare system on its ass. And I almost want to say what it is just so someone could create it. So I don't have to, but then I would lose like gazillions of dollars, but then Monsanto or big pharma, they'd come after me and like kill me. And and then it would make it look like a suicide or something. So I don't know. (laughs) No, like legit, Brandon. I'm not kidding. I can change the world right now. I don't know. You're doing it right now. You're doing it through your podcast. Oh, thank you. And your podcast is called what was it called? Damn it, live. What was it? Live uh, Live to Grind. Live to Grind. That's it's what It's
1: trans, it's transitioning. And we have four hundred and I don't know, twenty some episodes out for the it started at the University of Young Entrepreneurs six years ago. Came to Live to Grind, but I'm now transitioning to a whole new concept called the Brand T Adam Show. Nice. And the rule is only in-person interviews with the camera crew. So Very I've got a couple already done, but um, I I've done enough Zoom interviews, which is great. yeah, but I just love that in-person interaction communications, a whole different interview.
0: I know. I love it. the vibe of being in the room with someone and just like it, it's it's really cool where someone could feel like they're a fly on the wall when when you're in person. It is. yeah. so, okay, really cool stuff. like i'm I'm having so much fun. I'm learning a lot from you, and I know that whoever is listening is going to be, following you for sure because you're freaking amazing and you've got so much going on and it's how did you do it how did you start from the idea to the invention to the patent to the crowdfunding raising so much freaking money like how and then when did you hire a team when did you have somebody join you like how did that happen because me right now I'm so overwhelmed there's so much I need to do and I don't know how I'm going to do it unless I hire a team and then I have to go in more debt to do that Or do I even like, how, tell me, how do people do this?
1: So I've been in your shoes where, I I mean, it first starts by taking a lot of action and learning, but if you really believe, if you have a big vision and you really believe in it and you find others that can believe in you, they'll join you on the mission and find ways where they can get value from it too, or maybe you don't have to pay them at first. Mm. And if you do, maybe you share in the profits or whatever you do. And that's what I did starting out. And then as I grew and I I gained more profits, then I would start bringing other people on and then figuring out how to achieve them goals. But what I did too was crowdfunding. A lot of my ideas, I use my own experience of crowdfunding to raise money for my endeavors or just to like make money, you know? And the biggest thing for entrepreneurs or anybody going after anything is taking a lot of action. So many people will sit down, they'll strategize and have it just right, just do, 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 like just shoot, 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 and eventually you're going to hit the bullseye. I, Literally, so many people just sit there, procrastinate, and do nothing. Something I was really good at was I would be fearless and doing whatever I had to do to learn and get better. And sometimes I would be in very uncomfortable situations where I'd do things and like it'd be embarrassing or I'd do stuff that maybe I'd fuck up really bad. But I tried (laughs) and I learned from my mistakes. And after I did enough things wrong... I started learning what not to do and what to do. Mm-hmm. And then I started building this foundation, which got me further along than most people. And so the biggest thing is just taking action. And then again, this is the biggest thing. I hired people that had already done what I wanted to do. Yeah. And they helped me get there. This is why you hire coaches or mentors and, and they can help you get there faster. And people think, oh, I can't afford that. You can't afford not to. right? Because you're like, it's going to take you so much longer to be able to get there.
0: That's solid, solid advice. Like you dropped a bunch of bombs in there. Seriously, that was really good. I, I really am curious about how did you choose what to focus on? Because there's a lot of, especially me, and I know yeah. a lot of people who are listening, super multi-passionate, good at a lot of things. They could totally do this or that or the other and be successful at it. How do you choose and how do you focus? And what would you say are the, like the most important actions they can take? to start?
1: Yeah. So I first started trying a lot of things. So like in my early 20s, I was working in the ice business. I was pursuing my invention, which I took the money I made in the ice business towards the invention. I was selling real estate on the side on the weekends and I was doing other things to try to make money.
0: Unbelievable. And then after
1: doing enough of that, I realized I liked being in front of the camera. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I started. I bought a Canon 70D six years ago. And I remember I just started creating videos and having fun with it, creating random videos for different things. And I was still working on other things, but I was doing that because I really liked it. And so then what I did is, okay, I'm going to do some modeling and acting and I got an agency to represent me and I tried doing that. And so I started doing more of that. And as I tried different things, I started to realize what I was liking more. And also always be listening to what people are saying, like what you're good at or, or what you, they remember you by. And so my first real, uh, let's say, so I did the invention and then I went and did the crowdfunding stuff. As I was pursuing the crowdfunding stuff, I was building up this consultant business and helping people, but people, they were inspired by me and they were like, they, they loved my ability on camera. So I'm like, okay. I started realizing I want to do this instead of doing this. So I was doing this one thing, but I started trying other things. Mm -hmm. And then once I got in a position where I really found out what I liked, let's say being on camera and then empowering other people. That's what I went all in on that. Yeah. And so it takes time. Um, the first thing I tell you, I would tell anybody is try different things and really take note on what you're liking more than others. And don't just do it for the money. I know you got to do things at first, um, but do things that make you money, but also try different things. As I told you, like selling real estate, ice business, all that, but I was still doing videos. They weren't making me money at first, but I was doing it to get better and master my craft. So try, 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 and also listen to other people. When people started saying to me, Brandon, like, you're so inspiring, or you're so good in front of the camera, then I realized, like, maybe instead of doing this invention thing and ice business and all that, I can go do this. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I started doing.
0: So what about your video? You mentioned videos and um, like you're loving being in front of the camera. Same here. I'm all about that life. A lot of people are shy and they don't like, say for example, I had a client. I was like, Hey, would you mind recording a testimonial video for me? And she's like, like, I'm really shy. I'm camera shy. And I'm like, You are whatever you say you are. Whatever you say I am after that, that is exactly what you're going to be. So true. And you've created your own belief system. Like you are living the life that you're living because you are choosing it. You can absolutely 1,000% right now in this very moment decide, hey, you know what? I am not going to be this way anymore. And this is not going to be my life. The life that I want looks like this. So how do I get there, period?
1: You're so right. And it's, uh, I mean the whole thing on camera, people, just do it. Yeah. Like people, oh, care what they think or what people are based on, I'm not gonna say the right thing. Just say it. Like you, everybody, people, we analyze our own shit. Yeah. So like, as we're speaking, we're thinking in our head all these different things, but most time the audience doesn't even know. They don't know that we messed up. They don't know, like they yeah. think it's great, but we are our worst critics. Totally. So when you just start creating stuff, You get better. The more you're in front of the camera, the better you get.
0: Yeah. And you know, I can even attest to that. Even for me being as outgoing and whatever, and like good on stages and all the things like things just flow. I've been in sales all my life. So if you need a sales girl, I'm your girl too, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. When I was in, or they called me the closing queen like that. I'm not kidding, man. I when I went to Guitar Center last night I told you the guy was going for the cheapest one and I was like yo yo no come here let's move this way let's move this way and I showed him the one and I was like just close your eyes picture yourself being at home coming like being done with work coming home and you've got your keyboard and it's this one are you going to be excited about this one are you really going to be like I can't wait to play with that or which one is yeah. going to make you feel like that like invest the money and it's the one-time thing you pay for you will have it forever like and then no oh, I'll just get this one now to start learning no you're gonna learn all the way to that level right so pay for that now then you don't have to upgrade to that later and then it'll inspire you and encourage you and excite you like hello right
1: it's putting yourself in positions where you're gonna grow yeah and it's like let's say you make an investment you don't quite know exactly how you're gonna figure it out but you you always like you figure it out it's like jumping out of the plane and you'll make the parachute as you go down because when you're put in a do or dive situation, you figure it out. Yeah. It's like proven, you know, when you hit rock bottom, we get this superhuman power that puts us in a position where we just figure things out and we do. Yeah. Like at a high level. But if you're always in this comfortable position you're never gonna really grow.
0: You know, I'm gonna get a little woo-woo on you right now, Brandon. <laughs> you know, I love it. Let's like, bring it. <laughs> so whenever, woo-woo. yeah, right. So whenever um, the, whenever you you stay in your comfort zone too long, whether it's a toxic relationship that you know you need to get the hell out of, or it's a job that is making you miserable, or it's just kind of like whatever you're coasting, you're comfortable, you're not growing. The universe is gonna get loud with you and yank that shit right from up out of under your life or whatever under the rug. You are. Are going to be on your ass and have to change so don't get to that point like even with your health like you can get massively insanely sick out of nowhere oh suddenly you have cancer and you have to change your diet suddenly you got diabetes you have to change your diet like preventative health right do the right things now and start and take action now before you get handed and you know some crazy ass like oh why is this happening to me moment but everything oh that's something I wanted to talk to you about what was something that happened in your life? Where it was like, oh man, why is this happening to me? Or that you now look back and you go, that's. I'm so happy that that happened because it changed my life.
1: Yeah, I've had a couple moments where I was like going through tough situations financially, where I was like in a position or close to bankruptcy, and and it's it's a point where I'm like, what am I gonna do? Like I I don't know how I'm gonna figure the situation out. Things are not going right, and. What I did is I just kept keeping a positive mindset and focusing on where I wanted to go and not focusing on the current situation. And by reading, by listening to podcast shows, by doing a lot of working out, like I was doing two-a-days back then, because it was like I had to keep my focus on something positive. And I kept going. And then what would happen is, after I kept trying and trying and going forward, eventually, like, one thing would happen. Another thing would happen. And then those wins helped me get out of that situation. It's not fun. I mean, anybody listening right now... It's, you're all going to go through it. If you're going after a big goal, you're going to hit a financial crisis. You're going to hit, maybe go through a lawsuit. You're going to hit something. That's a huge obstacle that you could have never planned for. But the thing that I do is I say, okay, God, like this must be happening for me. What's the lesson I can learn here and how can I use this to my advantage to get better? And that's how I look at it. So now when something hits me, I know it happens for a reason. There's something I learned, I can learn from it and move forward. And after having enough of those experiences, after looking back, I realized that, okay, that happened for a reason. I'll give you one specific example. When I went, I had moved to Des Moines in 2014. And what I did is I wanted to start this product development company. I had an investor lined up, everything lined up. And I realized the last minute it wasn't going to be right for me. Like the deal was going to not be good for me. Also in the time of my life, there was too much upside for the other person. And I turned it down after signing a lease and all this. Wow! And so I went from... I'm going to get this money. I'm going to do, pursue this business to saying I can't do it anymore and wondering how I was going to pay rent. And if that wouldn't have happened, I would have never got into crowdfunding because what I did is I realized, okay, what do I know? Okay. I know I have this invention. I know that crowdfunding is an option out there. I did a crowdfunding campaign 30 days later, raised the money I needed. And that's what got me into crowdfunding. That's what got me into producing TV shows. So that low moment six years ago, is what led me into doing what I do today.
0: Amazing. So
1: just know those temporary defeats and temporary failures are a success in disguise.
0: Yeah, they really are. And then um, Steve Jobs said, there's some keynote thing that he did where it's like all the dots are connected, right? you look back yeah. and you see how all the dots are connected there's all these little breadcrumbs you're getting hints and things that you're good at and things are showing up in your life like for me when i was living in chicago and i'm working at this call center and i just had this like i don't like i was in my early 20s i'm like i'm not vibing with this like this is kind of eh, i don't want to stay here forever i already knew that that was not for me that working in a cubicle yeah. like that was not going to do it for me i already knew so then i looked online i found this application for van- for some truth tour. I'm like, I don't know what this is. Build it out. They called me, went through this whole process. Congratulations, you made it to the next round. You made it to the next round. You made it to the next round. Then they call me and they go, "Hey, do you want to or we want congratulations, we want you to fly to New York and audition in person." I'm like, "Cool, I'm there." Like, I'm a yes. I say, "Yes." I just go with it and then figure it out Love later. That. You know, and that's how all this magic has happened in my life. I went to my boss's office. I'm like, hey, I need these days off so I can go to uh, New York to audition. She's like, sorry, no. I'm like, well, I'm going to go anyway. Like, but (laughs) the fear in people, they would be like, I have rent to pay. I have a car payment. I have blah, blah, blah. Like, and I had all of those things. But what I just thought was, like, I don't want to end up wondering what if, like, what if. I had done this. Where? What would have happened? Do you know what happened because I did that? Not only did I make friends from tour that like this Katy Perry, it was Vans Warped Tour, Katy Perry, Jim Class Heroes, all these like 100 other bands. I went from waking up and yeah. working in a cubicle every single day to living on a freaking tour bus every single day for a summer.
1: That is amazing.
0: Isn't that insane? Like one quick decision, one decision. I'm in a cubicle. My boss says no. Do I take the no and just sit down and put my head down and work at my job? And then where would I be? I'd be... Who knows what my life would have been if I didn't take that risk? You know? And it's like if you, Good lo- for you thank you. And if you look back and you go, like, well, you weren't happy with the job anyway. You were looking for a job. So you could still find another job. Try this and see what happens. But people are so afraid. They just want to stay small and safe and comfortable in their little familiar zone.
1: Got a question for you. Ask what away. was the craziest moment you had on the warp tour?
0: Oh, I learned how to play Texas Hold'em and I beat. Um, what was their name Cobra Starship I think it was Do you are you familiar with these bands are like they're like alternative rock kind of not my it wasn't my thing that's so I was like I'm on this punk rock tour I'm this like girly girl I'm broken, I'm breaking a nail like why am I here <laughs> I was taking yeah. I was taking showers oh that's not even the craziest moment but um, I just remembered one I was a take, I was taking a shower literally out of a sink at the Denver Broncos no the Denver Broncos stadium I took a shower in their locker room because our our event was on the field, That's funny. that yeah, and then um, yeah, there's some places that didn't have showers, and so we had to like just do a like whatever. A rub down. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And I did. This. I've been there. It's so funny. And I had this like they they literally. This is what's crazy is that because of that connecting the dots, going back to the whole connecting the dots piece, I would have never discovered my talent, my gift, my love for having a freaking microphone in front of my face or in my hands, because that's what I was doing on tour. They handed me a mic and said, go ahead. And I'm like, what do I do? They're like, have fun. I'm like, cool. And so I was just like, lit the fuck up, Brandon. I was like, this is so fun. I love this shit. Oh my God. And I drew in huge crowds. Like, yo, Katy Perry is on a stage right over there. Why the fuck are you guys over here with me? I'm just giving you some free t-shirts and shit. Like,
1: <laughs> that's awesome. That is so cool.
0: <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? And then even after that, so I discovered that, oh, I'm so good at you know, speaking and whatever. And I let that go and I was just like, oh, that was fun. Okay, how do I go back to normal life now? I don't wanna. I'm unpacking my suitcase and then somebody from tour calls me and goes, hey, we're doing a show in Vegas. You wanna come? I was like, yes. And, you know, me now I've built confidence in saying yes because when I say yes, I expect shit to work out and it does. And that's literally the secret to manifesting is when you think about something that you want, actually believing that it's going to happen or that whatever you want is gonna happen or better and just surrender the outcome and just do it anyway. That's when magic happens. And so I end up going, that what it is. right? It's insane. And so when I'm, I'm like unpacking and I'm like, I get this call, hey, come to Vegas. Okay, booking a flight, repacking, and then flying to Vegas. <laughs> and then so many crazy things happened. I ended up in the freaking movie, The Hangover. And like, I'm hanging out with Mike Tyson. I'm in the middle of a freaking ring at a pay-per-view fight on the MGM, in the MGM Grand. The night I decided, well, I was supposed to fly back to Chicago, I'm standing in front of the MGM, suitcase in hand, three days later after I got there, I'm supposed to go home. And I'm thinking, I'm like, I should stay. And it's following that intuitive thought, that little nudge, the super inspired scary thing. It's following that because that I was like, I should stay. Then it was the logic kicked in. Oh, but I don't know anyone, everyone that I know left. I don't have anywhere to stay. I should go back home and get a job like all these little, you know, small-minded, yeah. logical in. Yeah. and I was like, "Nope, nope, I'm staying." And so I turn around, go to the Bellhop, give him my suitcase, and I'm like, "I guess I'm staying." So walking toward the casino floor to go to the pool, um Wet Republic, I get stopped, not even a quarter way in, Brandon, by somebody who was like, hey, where are you going? I don't know, blah, blah, blah. I just missed my flight. And he's like, that's cool. You want to come to VIP tonight? I'm at the bank, Bellagio. I have VIP, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? That night, instead of being on an airplane, shoulder to shoulder with a freaking stranger who probably smells or talks too much, I was shoulder to shoulder with Leonardo DiCaprio in his (laughs) VIP. Like, I'm not even kidding you. This is-
1: That's awesome.
0: Magic happens when you play with life, when you take risks, when you say yes, when you just engage and do things. Like, don't just stay small and comfortable and familiar. What kind of life is that? You're you're just going to do the same thing every single day till you die. And then when you're like dying, you're gonna be like, shit, I should have done more. Come on.
1: It's so true. You're living proof, like doing things just spontaneous and going after things. Great things happen to you. And if you keep living on that kind of, lifestyle, like you'll keep being rewarded by it.
0: Yeah. And that's the same thing with Clubhouse. Now that I'm on Clubhouse, changed my freaking life in three days. I have not slept, Brandon. I've probably had a good eight hours total in the last four days. I'm sure you're experiencing the same thing. Oh, so addictive. I hate it,
1: but I love it. I hate it, but I love it.
0: Ooh, do you want to know a clubhouse hack? I I just like discovered the other- Let's hear it. Okay. So what I'm doing now is I'm staying in a room that I know is going to go like 16, 18 hours, right? Because I did that Shark Tank room and I literally did not sleep for eight. It was like an 18-hour room. They kept it going. And it was like, okay, so now I realized I'm going to go ahead and just go in a room and turn the volume all the way down and put my phone on my nightstand and go to sleep. And what does that do? I wake up the next day. I love your face right now because you're like, Oh, so I, I, I wake up to more followers on Instagram, more followers on clubhouse. And I'm just in the room because people are clicking and finding and finding me and going like, So oh. I gotta tell you something. Yeah.
1: When we had that shark tank one that night,
0: yeah.
1: It, like I was up to like 1230 on it. one. I'm like, fuck, like, There's so many people and I'm getting so many more into followers and leads. I did the same thing. I left it, my phone in the other room, put it on mute, went to bed for a few hours, woke up. I came back and it's 3am, the damn chat's still going and I needed my phone for alarm. So I got out, came back and and woke up the next day and the fucker's still going. (laughs) And it went for 24, 22 hours. Oh my God. I did the same thing. I'm like, I don't want to get off, but I'm so tired. Yeah. So I just set it in the other room. Put this, the, the sound down a little bit, put it on mute, and there. And I was on the front, so people are gonna follow me. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, that's smart. So smart. Like, I actually have an idea, and I pitched it to a couple of people that have been moderators and that are um, well known in certain spaces. And I was like, hey, we should start a clubhouse room where it's basically, I have this program called Redefine Your Life, right? Redefine Your Life. It's like a masterclass academy, whatever. And so the, and it's, it's, it's a clever play on my name. I don't know if you heard, I kind of mentioned this in one of the rooms. I don't know if you're in there, um, that it's a play on my name, R-I-T-A-F-I-N-E. So redefine, right?
1: uh, I like it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. So then the R and the, I love it. Yes. Thank you. So the R and the I and the T, like it all stands for something, right? So the R is like relationships, I is intuition or T is like all, you know, all these things. So it's focusing on these different areas in your life where your, your health, you're nourishing your body. So, so I'll have a person who's like a super, like I have, that's been on my podcast, like a naturopathic doctor, osteopathic doctor, whatever, have an, have an expert in there on health, have an expert in there on mindset, have an expert in there on business, have an expert in there on brand strategy, videos, creating, like all the different things, like all the aspects of a, any possible question that someone may have or needs help in that area. It's kind of like a coaching, live coaching room with- experts yeah. that are in each area. So I have like three people already that are like, let's do this. So I'm like getting it together, creating and building and setting it up. And I'm just going to have it going and going. I might even get a whole new phone number just to keep Clubhouse going and keep that room going 24 <laughs> seven.
1: You're going to have to let me know when you do an air Clubhouse. Swap, we'll jump on one.
0: That would be dope. Yeah. I can change some lives. <laughs> I can inspire the shit I out of people. I love it. <laughs> That's you
1: awesome. Know, I was
0: wondering where are you based right now? Because you're from Iowa and you left. You know, I'm from Chicago, by the way, originally born. Oh, yeah.
1: only three and a half hours from my hometown.
0: Yeah. So where are you now?
1: So I'm currently in Edina, Minnesota. I, I go back to my hometown for a decent amount of time, especially during the shutdown. I was back home. Um, but before COVID, I mean, I was traveling every single week speaking or, or doing whatever. But I think that'll open up again come Q2, Q3 of this year.
0: How did you start speaking? Like, how did that, I know you have a bunch of books and I, ho- I know you have like the media company and you had these TV shows and all that. So how did that happen for you? Because I personally would love to do that.
1: Yeah, so my, I, in 2015, I wanted to create this entrepreneurial event for young entrepreneurs in uh, Des Moines, Iowa. And so I got a group of people together and we worked on this uh, concept called Young Entrepreneur Convention, bringing young entrepreneurs together, speakers, have a pitch competition, everything. And so we put on this event in Iowa, our first one was 2016. We were gonna have our fifth one here this past year, but it got rescheduled because of COVID. Mm. But uh, we put it together, brought in speakers. We even had like a, one year we had a fashion show, we've done music, we've done all kinds of fun things. And so that brought in over 500 people for that event. And so after doing that, I was a speaker at my own event. I got my first paid speaking gig 30 days later. And then I found out that hey, you can make money getting paid speaking, and so I ended up doing more uh, speaking engagements, getting paid for more. And I've done where they've paid me five figures to speak on stage, or I've even done it where I've went on stage, and then I've even sold offerings. I've sold over hundred dollars, hundred thousand dollars in terms of products on stage. So selling on stage, speaking as a paid speaker, there's two different kinds of speaking. But I just got into it and I started learning from like my mentors, and also as I was the one putting on the events, I had paid the speakers, So I saw what it was like to negotiate with them. I knew the terms, everything. So after seeing that, I used those own techniques for my own advantage to get on other stages. And so that was a start for me. And then once I got going and people trusted me and events, like, oh, Brandon was great on our stage. They tell other people, which leads to more people wanting me to speak at their events. And it's it's amazing. I mean, you get to impact people's lives. You can make a lot of money from it um you get to meet some very interesting people and you get cool experiences just like you had on the warp tour maybe not quite like that <laughs> but a little different
0: it's crazy right like where life can take you even i was just thinking as you're talking about um putting on events like you could essentially put on an event on clubhouse and you can bring like basically what i said i was i wanted to that's do. what they are yeah that's really what yeah. it is i
1: mean that's why that's what i look at clubhouses is, is a bunch of mini events going on that you can go in and out of the rooms and bring in a lot of people i mean that was pretty crazy. Three thousand people in that one room, yeah. and you're speaking for all these people and followers. It's powerful. It is. And I, in person, it's nothing will ever replace in person events. That human connection. Yeah. Um. But in the meantime, they do.
0: It also gives people, uh, I think, more courage to speak. Like I, oh, and I was talking about this earlier. I kind of go off on tangents sometimes. It happens, and it comes full circle. I do it too. It's all good. <laughs> um. But so when you're on, when when I did the clubhouse thing for the first time. I felt myself actually shaking. I was like, what is happening to my hand? Like, yeah. I seriously, I don't get nervous. And I, I was nervous. It was insane. I think it was a, l- a level of intimidation because of the people who were on the panel. It was like, what the fuck? Yeah. I'm in the same room with Grant Cardone right now? Like, how? That's crazy. And then I have screenshots of me and my face right next to Lewis Howes. Like, what? Like, When is that ever going to happen in real life? Thank you, Clubhouse. You know, what's really funny is back in the day when the day was back in Chicago, I don't know if they had this in Iowa, but there's this thing called the party line. So it was a phone number where you would call in and each number, one, two, three, four, five, all the way through nine was a different chat room. And so you're on audio yeah. and you're talking to people that are from all around the city. It's essentially the same concept. Interesting. Isn't that crazy? Interesting. Like I bet that whoever created crazy. the party line is now like shit. <laughs>
1: I know clubhouse took over. (laughs)
0: Yeah, totally. So I see a ring on your finger. I read that you were engaged. Did you get married?
1: Yes. I got married October 13th, 2018. And so this person on the book right here is my wife. And so our recent show, um, success in your city is the one that won those right there. That's mine. That's hers. Um, so we won Emmy's from it and and then we wrote a book on it. So, That's so dope. uh yeah, it was quite the journey like doing a TV show with your significant other because we were engaged in the process of filming it. Yeah. And then the finale, which that episode hasn't come out yet, it's our wedding.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, you know, so I yeah. thought you were still engaged because in your speaker packet, I ended up reading it, by the way, because, see, I don't like to know things about people really before I talk to them because it takes away a little bit of the rawness and realness from, like, yeah. me getting to know you and discovering things. But I couldn't help it, especially because we were talking so much through, you know, the DM and whatever after meeting in Clubhouse. So I was like, why not? And I got so curious. I was like, holy shit, this guy's done everything.
1: You know, I've had like a dozen people say, Oh my God, that's so like, even when I send that out and I had one time somebody and they're like, Holy shit, like how much are you for speaking? Because they knew once I saw it that I was not inexpensive, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's like a wow factor because it's very well done. And, and kudos to my team for doing
0: that. Yeah, you know, and I'm an editor, and I, this is the thing. So, Brandon, this is where like I'm one of those people that's super multi-passionate and good at a gazillion things. Like, I've edited a book um, that was that published last year, and every time I look at any sort of marketing flyer, right, anything written, I always my eye goes straight to the error, and I'm like, oh, I should tell this person. Like, I catch them. Like, someone could edit something 15 times, and I will still be able to refine it and make it better. It's insane. And there's that piece. I'm writing a book. And I have my website that's like worked on and I have all these blog posts and my, my posts. yesterday, I freaking posted or I had something posted and Mark Marquise, what's his name? Marquise Trill or something. What's his name? I don't even, I've never heard of him until yesterday. He commented on my post. He said, you're smart. I'm like, who's this guy? I go to his profile. He's like 8.9 million followers. I'm like, he just said I'm smart. Should I like screenshot this, frame it, put it everywhere, that's let funny. everyone know? Like, <laughs>
1: that's funny but
0: I have so many things that I I'm good at but I think the key is for everything for everyone who's listening it's like you pay attention to what you are good at and focus on those things and hire out what is daunting what is difficult what is you know because the the smaller minuscule things that take up your time are taking away from the thing that you need to focus on so that's why I know I'm not good at video or editing or the back end of things like the admin End of things and I'm gonna need a team because I need to be in front of the camera, be the creative, do the recording, do the all that. And I need I need a team to do the back end shit. So how did you find your people to help you? Yeah.
1: So I started out by creating my own videos, but then I found local videographers who are in college or like just willing to work on stuff for uh little to no money. And then after I started developing that, I started after once I would get projects and they would pay for it, Um, then I would have these videographers I'd I'd be able to hire, but what I did is, when we would do a project, so let's say we'd go to LA and shoot, we went all over the country and shot, the person that hired me, we provided the assets that they hired us for, but while we went there, I always got extra footage of me, because why not, I was building my brand and also providing those services, so I was like utilizing that to grow my own brand through these different packages that people hired us for, and just started doing more video. But the start was just finding local videographers that, was, that were willing to learn. And I mean, I have multiple people that have worked with me that be, under my guidance and being a part of our team for our shows and stuff, like I led them to my mentors who led them to get Emmy Awards. So like these people started out and we, we and the fact is they got to shoot with us, they got to learn from us and they got like high level learning. So that also helped me to get uh, people at first work they didn't. Get paid as much, but they got more value in this experience that they got from us.
0: That's amazing. You know, and we were talking earlier about people like taking an action and going, you know, stepping out of their comfort zone and just trying, like doing the thing. Like if you don't do it, you're, you've already failed and just fearing something and not taking action on it. It's like if you don't try, then you can't ever get over that fear. You'll always have it, you'll die with it. And with you, yeah. what was something that you found difficult that you were afraid of that you didn't know how to, but then you, you learned and you pushed through? Like for me, one thing is that I was afraid of success too, because I'm like, shit, if I have more money, then taxes are complicated. I might get audited one day. I have to hire people and pay people. And it's so complicated. And it's just so much easier to just work a job and be paid. And like, how do you overcome yeah, fuck that? that. Right?
1: Yeah. I mean- uh, yeah, definitely. When you make more money, there's more more work to, to be involved with it, whether taxes or figuring out how to make that money work for you. But I'll tell you the thing that probably gave me the most like, part where I was kind of scared was when we did the TV series Success in Your City, We in 2017, we came up with the concept. And then the end of 2017, we left our home in Iowa and we traveled the country. So we're like traveling the country, filming this show. We weren't 100% sure what it was going to be. And we're funding most of it ourselves and like we build it and it will come kind of thing. Yeah. And so we did that. And then after we got our first episode done, it was easier. Our second episode almost broke us because we almost gave up. We almost got oh. split up. We Whoa. almost went bankrupt. Whoa. That's yeah. crazy. But it's all in our book, but we did that, but we overcame it. And then we did our next episode. And then where the part where I was kind of like, Oh shit, we got to do this now is when we, uh, we ended up, said, okay, we're going to land. We sold our house. We sold 99% of our things. I sold a couple businesses. And the day that we sold our house, we drove away to go to Denver, our next city where we filmed. We had no house to go back to. Wow. So it was like, what the fuck did we just do? Oh my God. But I also, I was like excited, but also like, wow, this is real. And so that, but we lived and we got through it and we, we learned so much. And now we have so much to thank for it. So That was kind of scary for me, Uh, but it made me realize anything's possible. And when you kind of put yourself in a position where you just have to do something, you do it.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh that that's crazy. See, it's put. Oh my, I remembered something that we were talking about earlier that kind of took me back. Now the whole thing of like putting it all in or just taking that risk and taking chances and doing the scary thing and having to do it, like not having a choice, like burn the boat, right? Like go to the Island or whatever and burn the boat. Like you're stuck. You have to do it. You put yourself in the position where you have to do it. And that's,
1: yeah, that's in thinking it rich. You burn the boat and you you have no chance but to live. There's a whole story about that is where they had these warriors that were on this Island and the the main leaders, he made them burn the boat, shot flaming arrows into the boat, burn the boat. And he said, Either we're going to live in this battle, or look—we have no option. We can't leave. We're either going to win the battle, or we're going to die trying. And so they end up winning the battle because they had no option. They couldn't go back and run away by going to their boat. They had no other option but to succeed. And so I kind of live that in my own life. I think everybody should find their own way to live that, because if you put yourself in a position where you have to succeed, Mm -hmm. you will. Yeah. And if you don't, then it's you have that crutch you're always going to have, and take away your crutches.
0: Yeah, totally. And that's the thing is staying in your comfort zone and that'll be your life or if you actually take action to move toward the thing that is like tugging at your heart, which brings me to wonder what you're doing right now if this was all taken away from you completely, if this version of Brandon T. Adams did not exist right now, who would you be? What life would you be living? Like if you had an option of three lives, like right now, this is your life. How could it be better? A and then B if it were all taken away, what would you be doing with your life?
1: I mean, if it was all taken away, I'd probably be doing the same thing. Really? I, I, I love what I do. I love creating my own content, helping other people create content. Um, I love being a part of cool companies. One thing I, I'm going to do more of um, is I, I do want to be in some movies. I mean, I'm in one movie, but I want to act in a, a movie I don't, like, I want to play the. You look at Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. So, like, the entrepreneur kind of badass feel. I want to play that character in a movie. Um, I don't know what the movie's going to be. I just know I'm going to do it someday. You can make and your another, own other,
0: movie. You don't have to and, wait for so someone that, to put you in it. You're going to make your own.
1: That's exactly it. Because I, I made my own TV shows. But the other thing I have it written in my book is uh, I have it in my own journal. Yeah. In five or 10 years, I want to do a, either a movie or a docu, documentary on my life. And so, I want to create that and and tell that story and, and where I started, where I went. And so those are some things I'm going to do. It's just it. a matter of when I do them.
0: Yeah. And that'll be a book and it'll all come. It'll all come. I love that. That's so cool. You know, it's interesting because everything that you're saying is like, I have bits and pieces in common with you. And I'm like, ah, I want to tell them. So all these, the TV shows and all of that, like I've had a TV show in my mind and my heart. That's like, Every single day, I think about it. I'm like, God, I should do a YouTube channel, make this a thing. I go to people's houses and I empty out their fridge. I empty out their pantry and I go, This is junk. This is crap. Here's why. And let's go to the grocery store. I teach them how to shop. I teach them to read labels. And then we go back to their house and I teach them how to cook their favorite foods in a plant based, healthy way and create a customized little mini cookbook for them or a plan or a routine sort of thing. So it's called Flip Your Health. Like I want to create like that it. so bad. So if you want to partner, That's a good with, idea. Let's do it. Let's do it, Brandon. Come on. <laughs> Flip your
1: hell. I like it. It
0: would be dope because I've been doing. It. I did it for so many people, and I have recorded it, but I didn't like turn it into a show or videos or whatever. But I think it would be awesome to like travel the country, go to people's houses. Like this woman up in Big Bear, she's paying me eleven hundred dollars to do that with her and what for one day, like
1: that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. So I'm like, how do I, do I focus on the health and nutrition side of my life? Cause I've been vegan juicing.
1: You could probably charge two or three grand for that easily.
0: Really? Well, so it's about finding the people who would pay for that. Right. Because there are people who would love that and don't have the money for it. I don't know, but it's all like, like you said, um, finding, you know, making excuses or finding a way.
1: (laughs) It's building a brand around something like that, where you, you show the perceived value and then people are coming to you and they're like, they're dying to pay you for that, to get that experience. I mean think about a day of your life you never get back. I mean, I, I have packages where people can hire me for a full day. It's a lot, but it's, it's definitely a game-changing experience. If you can provide value to them, you can give them an experience and a memory they'll never forget. How can you put a price on that?
0: Right, right. That's true. So what are some branding tips that you have for people before we end? Yeah.
1: I mean, I would say your brand is who you are, what you do, and what you portray to the world and specifically through like how you communicate to the world in videos and podcast shows and your book and your TV shows, whatever it is. And the easiest way to build a brand that I see is creating a lot of video content with your phone and just sharing about who you are, what you do and how you help people and how you transform other people's lives and your products and services and continuously sharing that through social media on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, all these different platforms. And when you communicate that enough, you're starting to build a brand, you're starting to build a following of people that reach out to you, they wanna work with you, they hire you. And then before you know it, that brand allows you to get on stages, allows you to get into some pretty cool opportunities where I have people now, that are offering me equity in their companies. They, they like, I wanna work with you. Wow. So it's it's pretty crazy when I think about it, but it's, it's because I provide massive value and I've, I've built up these relationships that as soon as if I say yes to commit to being a part of something, the value of what they're doing goes up like this because I built the brand and built that connection. And so if everybody really focused on building their brand, specifically online, so many things will come for them. They'll make more money. Yeah. They'll have more opportunities. They'll capture more friendships. I mean, more people will come to them. I've had some amazing friendships happen from people that DM me on Instagram. Um, you like just never me. know
0: where it'll take you. <laughs> yeah. <look. laughs> That's so funny. No, seriously. I, everything we were talking about and all the things that you shared with me and your deal, like, thank you so much. You're so generous. You were really responsive in helping me answering questions, sharing your own resources with me and coming on this podcast. Like, I'm so grateful to you and you seriously have inspired me and I know that whoever hears this will be inspired by your story and by just seeing the journey from going from being this kid in Iowa who had shitty grades and didn't give a shit about anything, who read a book, who changed his life, who empowered himself through your own mind. Like nobody did anything for you. You did it yourself. Like if you can do it, so can everyone else. And people need to realize that they have that magic within them. And it's just a matter of making the decision to actually do it. Like Fuck that imposter syndrome! Kick it to the curb. It was so hard for me to do that, especially with my culture. My you know upbringing is like you have to be this way, and I can't even put a, post a picture of myself wearing something like this because people will talk.
1: Yeah, don't let other people's comments, opinions, like get to you. Because know that when people do that, I will say,ing I love my fans and I pray for my haters. Because most people that are projecting that kind of stuff onto you, it's them projecting how they feel about themselves. I'll tell you one example. I And I talk about this in our book, The Road to Success. And what happened is I flew to um, Los Gatos, went to California to show up at Netflix because I couldn't get a meeting with them. And I wanted to ideally get our show on Netflix. And so that's not how things usually work, but I wanted to stand out. And so I showed up and I had sent them packages before and I knew the names of people I wanted to see. And I said, Hey, I'm here to see this person. Like you have a meeting." I said, no, but I'm here to see this person. I already sent a package. You see, they got it. And uh, they said, well, if you don't meet me, we're not going to let you in. Wow. Long story short, their security came. They escorted me out. And I documented afterwards, like, hey, I just, I tried, because I saw, that I told everybody on social media I was going to go there. I flew there, everything. And then I had so many people reaching out. I ended up getting, like, representation for our show and all their things that were good. But I had hundreds of comments from women that that video got shared in a women's group and a lot of the women were like hating towards me and they called me this white privileged man like hey this is how it works in hollywood your career's over you're going to be blacklisted you're fucked it's all over. You're a piece of shit. You oh look like a straight, this God. is literally what they said. You look like a straight up rapist. I'm what? like, what the fuck? Who says that? That's they said, insane. They said that, they they said that They everything you can think that was worse. I, I listed the comments in the book, by the way. Oh
0: my God. Everything
1: you can think of that makes somebody feel like shit, they said. And for a while there, I started believing it. Like, oh, my career's over. Like, maybe I should have done this, whatever. Oh. But then I had one person, I'll never forget this, that commented and said, I'm so sorry these people are being this way to you. I, I, I think your show content is great. And I really hope you succeed. And I'm praying for you. Wow. And, and that was like, that changed my whole attitude. And I, I put that person's name in my book and I don't know if they'll ever see it. But the whole point is, don't let that shit get to you. Because if I wouldn't have done that, flew there, I wouldn't have had these other opportunities that came from it. So many opportun- So many people still remember me for doing that. And so good came from that. And yes, there was a lot of negative feedback, but these are people that are living in fear, and they never actually went and did things. Yeah. They're living on the sidelines behind a phone and commenting negative shit. Yeah, don't let that hold you back. And you're in the, you're the arena. The person that
0: pushes forward. You're in yeah. the arena. They're they're just watching, jealous and upset and angry with themselves yeah. that they don't have the courage to do what you did. I can't believe that one person. Changed literally changed it for you like you were about to give up and this this is how powerful people's words are that they can be so encouraging yeah they can be so encouraging that they uplift you and then and just that one person a completely random person had an impact on your life brandon that's crazy I need to look
1: back on that post now. I should reach out to them. Yeah, you should
0: absolutely reach out to them and you should tell them that they made such an impact on your life and see if there's anything that you can do to help them because I guarantee you they're in a place or in a position right now that they would need you for something at least. Yeah. That would be amazing because that really made such an impact. I love that. Wow. What an inspiring story. I love this. Oh my God. So, okay. Thank you so much for coming on. I love that thank I'm you. ending this at 144. 44 is my sign, my number. This is so cool. I'm in California, by the way. If you ever bring your ass this way, hit me up. We have to get together. I will. And I want to meet your wife. I can't believe that you guys have this whole freaking empire you created together. I hope that one day I have like someone that I am able to share all the things that I'm doing and kind of create, grow together. Like that would be cool. Cause like dating someone who's just comfortable in a nine to five and that's their life, like more power to you, but you are so meant for more and I can't just stay there with you. And then me like climb up and make magic happen and and change lives. And then you're okay right here. Like that doesn't vibe. Right. But so tell people where they can find you, how they can connect with you, learn from you, grow with you. Yeah. You can find me on
1: all social media at Brandon T Adams. And then my website is com.
0: Brandon, you're amazing. I'm so happy. Thank, Thank you. you so much. I love this. This was great. And oh, one thing I want to get your book. So tell me one thing that if you could put your book in a sentence of what people would get out of it, what would that be?
1: The road to success changes the way you look at success and achieve success in your own life.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Again, thank you. Love you so much. Tell your wife hello, and we're going to be best friends yes, or something. thank you. And I'm also going to be 1000% hiring you to help me build my brand, create videos, do all the things, and maybe we'll even do the TV show one day. Who knows? What's up? I love it. Let's do it. All right. So I will see you in the clubhouse. <laughs> I'll see you in the clubhouse. All right. Bye-bye. Oh my gosh. That was so much fun. He's hilarious. We had a lot in common. That was such a good conversation. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm going to be on his podcast too. That's super exciting. And yeah, let me uh, give you uh, the takeaways. You ready? Number one, all experts started out as a beginner. What's your expertise? Surround yourself with experienced people in that thing. Number two, either you're going to make an excuse or you're going to find a way. Number three, if you don't even try, you've already failed. Number four, put yourself outside of your comfort zone daily so you don't end up with regret. Number five, don't keep thinking, start doing and take a ton of action. Number six, hire coaches and mentors that have already done what you want to do. You can't afford not to. Number seven, put yourself in positions where you're going to grow. Burn the boat. Number eight, you're going to go through it if you're going after a big goal. If shit hits the fan, ask yourself, what's the lesson I can learn here? How can I use this as an advantage to get better? Number nine, build your brand around something that you provide a value, give an experience, or a memory that they'll never forget. Number 10, your brand is who you are, what you do, and what you portray to the world. Dropping gems, Brandon, what's up? Thank you so much, you guys, for being here with us today, listening to this episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, share it with a friend, rate and review this podcast, join us in the Facebook group, follow Brandon at Brandon T. Adams and me at Raw Vegan Rita. We're on all social platforms. And if you're on Clubhouse, hang out with us there. It's such a good time. Fair warning, it's highly addictive. Anyway, I love you. I'll see you next Tuesday. Bye-bye.